Hey docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premium location where women physicians come and learn about business. We do this by building profitable businesses so that we can have the freedom to live our best life. We have this podcast, we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians. We create opportunities for each other and we network. I've created a journal to take a deep dive into what you really want, so check that out in the show notes. We also have a summit twice a year, which is absolutely free, and I've created a business school. That business school is only $997 for the full year. We meet every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You cannot find a better value than that. We come together, we work together, we have guest speakers, masterclasses, and we take actionable steps. So if you're interested, reach out to me and also take a look at the show notes. This podcast comes out every Tuesday morning. We'd love for you to be a part of our group and also give it a great review. Okay, guys, let's get started. Hey, docs, how are you? Today, I wanted to speak about our new book. It is called Thriving After Burnout. I have a beautiful cover that was designed by Jackie DeClerc. It is a woman with some flames in her hair. And everyone's like, what are those things coming from her hair? They're actually birds because I'm always into animals. And I believe that when we surround ourselves with nature, we do so much better. So this is our book cover. It has a beautiful spine and it has a back with all the women physicians who have contributed, who are co-authors. And then on top of that, there are some anonymous contributors as well, but I couldn't put their picture there, could I? So I've gotten so many questions. How do you get your book out there? And I believe that we all have a book inside of ourselves. So I wanted to do this podcast. I wanted to also mention that this will be something that we're doing this quarter as far as starting to create a book in the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Business Program. So if you're interested, take a look. It's on our website at fpestrong.com. So how I started, the idea of burnout has always been with me, right? Since before I started the group, I burned out around 2011. And again, most recently with COVID, with my corporate job. So burnout has always been there for me. And we've tried to do some things in the group as far as burnout goes. But I thought that the book would be a good idea because we hear statistics. And what I see online is like, oh, burnout, we're so tired of hearing about it. The system itself has to be changed. And I agree, the system itself does have to be changed, but we can't change it overnight. We can certainly bring our numbers together, have our voices speak up for ourselves, but it's not going to happen overnight. So what can we do for ourselves that will help us with burnout? And hence the idea of women sharing their stories who have been through burnout, because so many of us have. The statistics show us that over 62% of us have been burned out in medicine, over 60%. One in five are thinking about leaving, one in three are thinking about part-time, and you know that there's been over 100,000 doctors that left since COVID. They've left the field of medicine. So there is a physician shortage out there, and burnout doesn't help at all. So I wanted to get their ideas, what helped them, what burnout looked like, and then really what helped them get through the burnout, and what they would recommend if they were talking to a friend. So this is the idea of the book. So what I did was I, I've actually been publishing on KDP. 
I don't know when it started. I know that like, I think KDP started in 2009, but before that, I think there were other ways of self-publishing on Amazon. My first book was actually in February of 2009. I'm a plastic surgeon and I spoke about plastic surgery procedures. I had a lot of patients coming in, they're asking, you know, different consults. So I figured I would just put it into a book and that's how that started. So I'm familiar with publishing on KDP. I've done journals. I do journals under a pen name as well. So I'm familiar with press it, like the publication and up, like uploading and all of that on KDP. So I knew that that wouldn't be an issue, but working with over 50 women was the issue. And I'm very thankful we did it. But here's what I, I took away from that. Number one, have set deadlines and really stick to them. I felt bad about saying no to people, but I really do have to stick to deadlines. And I think that you should too. What happens is that no matter what deadline you set, whether it's a week from now, a month from now, three months from now, People like over 80% will wait until the last day or so. So then, you know, you're kind of like going along very slow and then you get bombarded with a ton, ton of, you know, submissions. So maybe what you want to do is kind of space them out. Like as the people say that they're interested, your co-authors, your contributors, give them different deadlines. Perhaps if you want to do this, this is your deadline. And then another group, this is your deadline and kind of space it out. Because like I mentioned, you will probably get more than 80% of the submissions right before the deadline. And it's overwhelming. I had a Google form, which I think worked really well. One of the things I would have added is that I should have had the actual book release right on that Google form. So everything was submitted together. Editing, editing for over 50 docs. The style is different. If the editor was working with just one author, say myself, it would be easy. They know my style. They know what I like, what I don't like. With over 50 people, it was difficult because some people were very conversational. Some people wanted to show the literature. So the, the types of submissions were very different and how this was going to be relayed to the reader is was different. So that's something to keep in mind. You know, maybe you want to have them edit their own copy before they send it to you. And that's it. There's no finals like that is it. You have them sign off on it. You know, make sure that you have an editor look at it. You feel comfortable with it. Read through it multiple times. And again, you know, give them enough time to do that. But I honestly think when it comes to a story, not much more than a month is needed if they are truly going to sit down and do it. I'm all for doing things 15 minutes a day. If you did it 15 minutes a day, you had an outline, you wrote, you revised, you read it, you showed it to other people. Think about what you could do in 30 days, but you have to be willing to sit and do the work. So I would do the Google form again. I like that. I offered some people if they're if they felt more comfortable to send it to me via email. And what I meant by that was a Word document. I should have specified it. I had Google Forms being sent to me. And the problem, at least with me, now if you guys publish all the time for the publishers out there, you may have realized it. But when I cut and pasted the Google Form, there were a lot of line breaks. The formatting wasn't the same. So that's another thing. When people were submitting, they were submitting bold, you know, bold lines, capitalized lines, numbers, bullets. I really tried to do away with that all. I wanted the stories as they were reading to, to be similar. And there was certain, my format of the book was that I was going to have the stories first, question and answers, 
afterwards. So the question and answers, I wanted highlighted, I wanted underlined. I didn't want other parts of the story highlighted because it was going against the formatting I had for the book. So be very specific about how you want the submissions handed in. As far as the uploading, I could walk through it step-by-step. Step. We're gonna be doing this in the business program, but I can tell you that KDP itself has great resources, whether you're on a PC, whether you're on a Mac, step-by-step step how to do this. You will have to go ahead and format the Word document, whatever you're using, like you have to have the correct margins, you have to have the correct gutters, but KDP also has a template and a calculator that if you put in the number of pages your book is, the size that you want, they'll tell you the gutter, the gutter size or the margin size. They'll give all those numbers to you. So make sure you use that calculator. As far as actually uploading we spoke about, you have to be going through both the printed text and also the ebook. The ebook is more difficult. I think when you're looking at a print book, if you wanted page per page, like page one, page two, what I want to put on page four, page five, it stays, it's static. When you start getting into eBooks, and it's the same with our website, it's considered responsive. So I could look at it on my phone. I could look at it on an iPad. I can look at it on different types of phones, all different sizes. And what I see will be different than maybe what you see. So then that's considered responsive. So because of that, the formatting is, is thrown off. And that we've definitely had problems with the ebook formatting. I've had to go, go back multiple times and fix the formatting. And what I've realized is that like with a, a print book, you could have like a, like space. What I wanted to do is the biography. There were some names like the pictures and then the biography right next to it. That looks great in a print book. When I was trying to do that, like bringing it into its own page separately, like if we were all the way at the bottom of the other page, when I did that with the ebook, there were huge spaces, gaps, which I didn't, it's not very appealing. It doesn't look nice. So those had to all be removed. So when you're doing the ebook, make sure it's like line for line and you're not leaving spaces at all. And you'll see what I mean once you start getting into doing the ebook. It's it's really not that difficult, but these are the tips that had I known, I would have done things differently. So I do hope that they help you. As far as getting the number one bestseller, I will tell you it all has to do with keywords. Like anything else, I've often spoke about search engine optimization. Amazon is a search engine, right? People go on there to buy and they type in keywords, what they think that they want to buy and, and they start typing. So anything with your title, your subtitle, your body of it, the description, that can all help with keyword search, right? So think about what people would actually be searching for. When we first had this idea about doing this book on burnout, there were a number of you who said, don't use burnout. It's gaslighting, it's physicians, you know, we give too much. It's really not us. It's about the system. And I agree with that. However, for search engine optimization, for finding things on, on Amazon, I definitely wanted burnout within the title. And if you noticed, I actually used it twice. I used it in the title and I used it in the subtitle. I even used it more than that. I used it in the keywords. I used it in the body. With KDP, you are allowed keywords and you're allowed keywords for the ebook. You're allowed keywords for the actual ebook itself. People are like, how do you get to number one? 
I will tell you, it has to do with categories and where you are placing it. So you can hire someone on Fiverr or publicate a publisher or join our business program. You find the categories that have low fruit. And as long as they are consistent with what your book would go into, you put them down and you have a pretty good shot at getting to number one like we did, right? We have multiple categories that we were number one in. I can tell you when I was doing the journal about a year and a half ago, I hired somebody and he told me, oh, you could put it in comics. I'm like, what? He's like, oh yeah, if you put it in comics, it's going to be number one. I'm like, this is journal. So there's definitely some ethical stuff you have to think about, like what you feel comfortable with and what you think is appropriate for your book. So make sure that like, yes, the category will rank, but you also want to make sure that the book belongs in that category journals, whatnot, or my book on burnout, it doesn't belong in comics. So I didn't feel comfortable using it. A couple more things I want to talk about launches. You have to be prepared, right? Write that list of hundred people that you want to contact. When you're having a number of authors, get them together. We, we have a Slack group going on now for the marketing, but get them together and let them know, you know, like what your ideas are. You do better when you have multiple people sharing ideas, right? But it all comes down to the same thing. Who are the people that you know who could benefit from the book? Who are the people that you know who could help get the book out there? Who are the influences? So for me, burnout, what am I thinking? Program directors, other residents, people that are in academia that can hopefully pass on the book, people that I knew from medical school, people that I knew from college, people in our group. I have no doubt that we got to number one because of the community that I've built, right? Female physician entrepreneurs. This is why we're number one. It all has to do with community and it has to do with networking. So think about how you actually want to launch the book. And lastly, I have to say perfectionism. As women physicians, we always have to be perfect. And when it comes to writing the book, it doesn't have to be perfect. Listen, I wanted it out there. Are there some mistakes? Yes, I actually spelled someone's name wrong. I was so concerned about that. My last name is MC. It was another woman physician, I think is Irish. I kept saying MC, even though her last name started with an O. And when I was doing the summary in the beginning, I actually put MC, just like my name, thinking Irish, thinking like, like almost like a subconscious decision. So will there be mistakes? Yes, there will definitely be mistakes, but it can be corrected. So don't worry about it. I can't tell you how many people reached out to me, multiple revisions, it's just not good enough. I don't like it. I have to do it over again. Some people kept pushing the deadline. They were like, oh, I need a few more days. And I really held tight to that deadline. Actually, I had a few people sending their stories to me after the deadline. I didn't accept it. We're already over 50. So I made it clear that I, I did not want to take any stories after those 50. After you get to a point, you know, maybe 30 is too much, 40 is too much, 50 is too much. 50 was my limit and it was a deadline. It seemed appropriate. And then lastly, I want to tell you that some people didn't even submit. They had the idea, they were working on it. They're like, I can't do it. It's not good enough. Well, if you had that attitude, like it's not good enough, how do you expect to ever sell your products and services? It's probably not going to happen. So be careful of that. Be aware of that. So I hope that this story has inspired you to go out and do your own book. It's not that difficult. It is going to take time. And like anything else, anything of value will take some work. So go ahead and do your book. 
I want to hear in the comments. I want to hear you guys reaching out, put it on social media, share this with another doctor. We all have a book inside of our, ourselves and we should be sharing about that. All right, guys, go out and share your message and I will see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. And buy the book, Thriving After Burnout. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.